Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more... Or you could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, but brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. Welcome, everybody, back to uh, Stranger Damies. Uh, this is episode 110. Um, so, uh, glad you guys uh, have stuck around this long. Um, the uh, stallions here um, have just landed on the uh, northern uh, islands known as uh, Isolcross um, and have, uh, after successfully uh, suggesting to a Yeti. Um, a giant and a um, monstrosity um, that they have not learned about yet um, to just walk 10 miles away. Um, they went into the town of uh, Alwax Sanctuary and met a uh, town of all yetis um, that are much more intelligent, uh, less feral um, than the creatures on the outside of the sanctuary. Um, and they believe that it is all due to a crystal that is embedded into their uh, patron's uh, chest, um, which is a nine-foot um, abdominal uh, yeti known as um, uh, Owlock. Um, so you meet Moonlighting, um, who explains basically most of the history of the area um, and sort of things they've learned and hands you over a crudely drawn map of what they've been able to uh, map out of Isocross here. And you've learned a couple points of interest that there's an island to the north, northwest kind of on there, um, that is too cold for even yetis to want to travel on, and um, that it is uh, housed by uh, great flying creatures, um, and that there is a uh, town to the north um, area that sort of uh, goes through all the seasons, despite being so far north in Exandria. Um, and she has also said that if any more specific questions might want to talk to Brightheart, who is the leader um, of the Sanctuary. Um, then you guys went off. Uh, you bought uh, some potions. Um, uh, Tiresias bought clothing for his cold-blooded nature. He needs to be warmed up a little bit more. Um, and those are being made currently. And uh, uh, Bort um, has bought a uh, couple pieces of clothing. Um, I believe a helmet and a um, like a little sh like shoulder-length um, like shawl sort of thing is the only thing I can think of to call it. But um, maybe a mini cape, you know, uh, on his back there that is made of mammoth fur. Um, so as you guys um, got back as a group, uh, morning, uh, morning moonlighting um, walked you into uh, Brightheart's uh, hut and uh, you saw that she was sitting on a giant a throne made of mammoth bones and tusk and she uh welcomed you guys and uh asked you uh how can she help you 
Um, and that is, that is where we'll start. Um, you also notice that she is in a little more gear than the rest of them, you know, a little more, you know, patchwork, leather armor, um, you know, um, you know, much more regal looking, uh, than the other Yetis you have seen around. So, how, how can she help you? Uh, hey, ma'am, uh. I, I'm Cop Out. Um, thank Hello, you so Cop much. Cop Out, nice to meet you. Oh, pleasure is all mine. Uh, thank you so much for allowing us into your humble abode here. Uh, we're looking for entrance to the River Styx. Do you know anything about that? Yes, the River Styx. I read a journal about that. Um, it is the, I believe it is the land, the river that allows you to travel through the Nine Hells. May I ask what you need access to the hells for? Uh, does anyone else want to jump in? Because I'm not 100% sure. I know we I'll just got to go there. Uh, a devil ran off with my girlfriend, and we are trying to get her back. <sighs> Fucking devils, man. <laughs> the worst. The worst. Uh, yeah, we, we've had a couple um, come down through that... Um, uh, infernal river. We don't know where it goes to, but not, not infernal. Um, uh, magma river. Um, there's a word I was looking for. Um, and you know, um, they come in. They, you know, wreck shit with the wild folk, and then they scurry here and kill, try and kill us, and it's a whole thing. So anything I can do to help you uh, get one over on a devil, I will surely do. Um, and you're saying it is an item that will help with the river six, right? Well, we're, we're looking how to get there. And if there's anything that we need in preparation for it. And she's like, well, the, if it's the same item, I was, um, recently contracted by, um, the uh, uh, mage that lives off on the island far to the west, east, east, um, named uh, Minarch uh, Ferdal. Um, he contracted us to go out and search for a key um, that comes with a like a metal thing on with a stick, sort of like you can hold it up. Um, and so I sent out uh, two or three search parties um, and. Yeah, I'm basically done with that contract because none of my search parties came back. Um, the last contact I had with one um, was that he had found information that um, basically it was uh, in a place north of here. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that that's about it. Um, yeah, so um, the... I do, I do have a, some new correspondence from them that I have not read over from, but um, I do have a matter that I, I would like your help with um, while I go through the new information. Um, would you like to help us? And you've if it, been so kind to us. I feel yes. like, you know, we, we owe it to you. If it gets us closer to the River Styx, of course. Okay. Or we could just do it to be nice people. I mean, I, it, you know. There's, I'm assuming there's some sort of uh, time 
situation that we're dealing with. The fact that they, you know, I know Bort, you're new to this group, but they do have my girlfriend, so you know, anything that gets, gets us closer. That's true. Yeah. So she yeah. goes, well, appreciate um, the, the care, Bort, but. <laughs> and Bret Hart goes, oh, so glad to hear that. Uh, many people don't like you know, they see Yeti and they go, ah, and they don't really want to help. So I'm I'm glad to hear that. My, uh, we know a thing or two about prejudices. We've partnered with the Red Dragon in the past and he was nothing but nice to us. So that's that's good to hear. I, yeah, I've, I've read things about those color dragons. Um, and to hear that there are nice ones means that, you know. There's hope for us that we won't turn back into those feral creatures. And she goes, possible. well, my, I sent out my most uh, trusted uh, gatherer. Um, her name is Dawn Mind. Um, and she went out to uh, try and uh, recruit some of the um, yetis out in the wild and bring them back. Um, but I've not seen her in a about a day and a half or more and I'm starting to get worried. She's usually really good at rounding up uh, new members for our sanctuary. Um, so um, if you guys can head out and find her and bring her back um, I'll give you anything I have on on locations and, and the river sticks. <laughs> so it's like a little tit for tat kind of thing. Yes, I can... I would be most gracious because I can't lose another search party at this point. One might say a uh, quid pro quo. Ooh. I've never yes. had. Uh, I've never this, had squid. This uh, this offer is perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. If you want to tell us, you know, point us in the direction. Yeah. So he went. She's a went west this time. So. Um, out that way, there was rumor of, um, you know, about half a dozen uh, yetis uh, were some sort of hunting party out that way, and uh, her and her three combatant or combatants uh, uh, comrades companions companions that was the word I'm for um, headed out to try and recruit them back into, um, you know, our our sanctuary here. Um, so I'm sure. Uh, you should be able to find her. Um, if, if it's a Yeti that's not attacking you at first sight, um, that is probably Dawn Mind. Got it. So anything that attacks us, not Dawn Mind. As far as we know. As far as we know. Maybe we should have like a code word for her. How would she know what the code word is? It will be Dawn Mind. Do you happen to know her mother's name? Um... No, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Um, when we all basically um, became enlightened here, um, we came from all over the island, and once we get here, we get a new name, and then this becomes our family. So, gotcha. Would the name Martha mean anything to her? I don't know. Maybe you should try it. Try it. <laughs> so, is that the? That's the code. Martha, I'd like save Martha. I think would work the best. Okay, I like yeah. that. It yeah. makes no sense to me, but I like it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. 
right. Come on. She goes, well, yeah, just head out that way, and, and we'd be very appreciative which, if you could bring her back alive. Which which way? West. Uh, I, I hold up the map, the, the, the map that uh, Moonlighting gave us. Okay. She goes, ah. Oh, I see Moonlighting is just giving these out again, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we got it. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, west, um, there, you, um, sort of, uh, in this little, uh, near this mountainous region here, to the west. Oh, uh, okay, so still on the island? Yeah, still on the island. Okay. Uh, can I ask you a question about Mutilos? Mutilos? Go, go right ahead. Is there, uh, I was hearing that they experience, like, hot and colds? it's the weirdest thing uh when we sent you know our first party out once we first you know you know uh when i was reading through the old books before i became leader here um the first parties went out there and it was just like anywhere else just cold and all that and then we sent a second party out to sort of explore again um you know just taking turns we're sort of kind of mapping the area and when they went there it was like this really hot weather you know, and it was like the, the terrain had changed. Um, and then when they came back, we were like, you know, kind of thought they were maybe crazy or pulling our legs a bit. Um, talking about, a, 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 you know, a tropical feel to a place. And then we sent another crew out and then uh, they came back and said that it was uh, inhabitable swampland up there. Mm-hmm. Any chance of these, any of these parties were... Um... You know, had magic used against them to... We thought the same thing, but no, they were clear of mind. Mm. Okay, interesting. Wild. I've never, in all our travels, I've never heard of any other place quite like that. Yeah, we're, we, we're, after the third group, we decided to stay away because we didn't want anybody to get trapped up there. We didn't know if it was, you know, something like that or if it's just something natural, but mm-hmm. we don't want anything to do with that until you know we would be good and ready to take on anything inside okay um i hear there's an inn uh, in town here at alawax sanctuary uh, is there any reason why we wouldn't be able to you know rest up for a certain amount of time before we go on the search party yeah, i'm i'm sure you can rest up it you know we don't normally have visitors that stay overnight so probably Probably just grab a couple beds inside, you know, moonlighting's hut. You should be fine. I think a couple of you could fit in a bed, you know, that we normally lay in. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, Who's so bunking got, with me? So Come you on. guys... Uh, I had, kill somebody if you roll and up. as you guys are walking out of the hut, um, as you exit it, um, you see... Uh, uh, moonlighting jumps back and goes, oh, oh, hi, guys, how'd the meeting go? Um, went well. We got kind of a task at hand. Oh, don't mind. Oh, sorry, I, I wasn't listening. Oh, little <laughs> <laughs> sneak. Do you know uh, anything about her that we should maybe keep a lookout for? Or... She's, she's, she's a tough warrior. Okay. Yeah. Is there any if, sort if of any... physical traits we should be able to look out for before? You know, she told us if she's not going to attack us, then that's her. But that's like, you know, that kind of sounds stupid to us to just kind of like wait to see if some 
the Yeti attacks us, because obviously I point to all of us in our party, like, a Yeti is bigger than all of us, so that's really putting us on the defensive. So she, is there anything of of any note you could tell us about her? The only thing she would have on that I don't know if the other Yetis do is she'd probably have some kind of, of mammoth, you know, cloak on or something, you know. But we don't, we don't really much do clothes outside of that. You know, the cold doesn't really affect us. The cold never bothered you anyway. Anyway, huh? yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Deep into it. <laughs> I, w- I was just wondering if maybe she might have like some like like a necklace or some beads, something just to differentiate. No, we kind of know who each other are. Well, that's good for you guys. That's yeah. remarkable. Yeah, we don't. We don't really get many um, outsiders here to have to explain those things. It was more Boston than anything. Yeah, I, I was going to yeah. say, I don't know what that is anymore. Yeah, it was more uh, Boston. Okay. Your accent's funny, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Speaking. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, trust me, you, if, 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 her, anybody did survive out of the group that left, it would definitely be Dawn Mind. We'll, yeah. we'll right. make sure to bring her back. Okay. Alright, so um, you guys uh, uh, heading to the inn, correct? Um, yep. Are you taking short rest, long rest? What are you guys doing? Um, I just need a short rest. I don't know like you can take a long rest if anybody needs it. Again, yeah, depending on... I was gonna say, depending on how quick this needs to be taken care of. Uh, well, it sounds like uh, we kind of have all kinds of time. Yeah, it's up to you guys. Yeah. I'm fine with okay. a short rest. Okay. Does no, I can't mask suggest anybody. I don't take a short rest. Uh, I vote short rest, but if anyone else wants to take okay. long. Just making yeah. sure that our people that took some uh, damage uh, are okay. Hey, you can roll your hit dice and with a short rest. If you and want. I don't need to do that. Yeah, anybody that took damage. Um, you get as many dice as your level, so 12. Yeah. So, yeah, the only pressing thing is that they would like her back alive, so... So you guys, um, you know, you take a little respite inside uh, Moonlighting's uh, abode. Um, She makes you up some tea, um, sits it in front of you, um, puts some, uh, what would be the equivalent of jerky, um, but it's like you could probably eat a half of one um, with the size of it, um, of just, you know, mammoth meat. Um, and, uh, you guys, uh, all healed up. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. All right. all right. So you guys, uh, head out of town. Um, I walk for a few hours, um, just heading towards the mountains to the due west. Um, you know, Brightheart, before you guys leave, pointed out, it's like, it's right around that peak over there is where we sent her. So you guys uh, head off uh, to that direction. Um, after about a few uh, hours travel, um, everybody, uh, roll perception. Thirty. 
Natural 20. Also rolled a natural 20. <laughs> Nine. Um, I cannot roll a perception check to save my life today. 27 <laughs> for Zakara. 10 for Tiresias. Okay, and Bort? Yeah. 7. 12 for Frastrot. Yeah. Big ol' 7. Yeah, so Pizza Tacos and Zakara immediately uh, see out in the distance um, three uh, Yeti corpses um, on the ground, all uh, clawed up, and like one of them, the neck is completely ripped out. Um, and then uh, next to them, you see a Yeti um, on their knees um, around a uh, with a tattered net or, like over them. Um, and you notice that there's also uh, parts of a net on the ground as well. And um, and this, she looks really bloodied and clawed, and um, has a uh, has a half ripped off cloak of mammoth fur on her back. That was quick. Um, <laughs> I I guess I want to try to sneak over to the net to cut it because I'm assuming that this is a friendly mammoth or a friendly yeti because they are wearing clothes and kidnapped. Okay. Yeah. Roll. Um... So Roll yourself, check. Yep. Yeah. 15 total. <laughs> Luckily, that's oh, probably no. enough. That's It's higher than that. It's a 23 because of the rogue proficiency thing. Yeah. 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 So um, 15 would have been fine. Um, you walk over and you notice the net is um, mostly cut off, but she's still sort of you know, huddled in there and looks really, really bad. Um, um, and sort of just shaking and in, in, in like pain and there's blood and claw marks all over her. I whisper, can you speak as I start cutting the net? And she turns and then she sort of just looks over and goes, if you're going to finish it, just do it. No, I'm freeing you. Oh, <laughs> Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, there was... Yeah, we came out here, and uh, and all of a sudden this net happened, and a bunch of humanoids like you came around, and then the Yetis came, and it was a, it's a mess. It sounds rough. Yeah, and she goes, thank you, thank you so much, and cuts down. She goes, uh, I'm Dawn Mind. What is your name? Uh, my name is Sixth Sixth Sense. Nice. nice. <laughs> she looks at you kind of curious and goes, oh, Nice to meet you, Sixth Sense. Um, yeah, so I was, uh, you know, out here, you know, trying to uh, recruit some more yetis. And she looks quickly. She goes, Have you been to the sanctuary yet? Yes. Okay, good. Then I don't need to go through that explanation. And, um... And she goes, and, you know, we got caught up in these nets here. We came out to get these six yetis. Um, but now I just want to, I just want to try and get, you know, back to, back to the sanctuary. Would you guys be able to, would you be able to escort me? Sure. Uh, I'm going to do an insight check on her. All right, go ahead. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, she's telling the truth. She's okay. very, very hurt, but you know, you know, she's being truthful. Okay. Yeah, she's 
definitely a lower DC than the Sphinxes. Okay. I just <laughs> want to make sure that she is who she says she is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I am. Um, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on her at a second level. Okay, right, Ed. And yeah, roll an intelligence too when you're done. Okay. She only got nine HP. Back. Okay. Yeah, and then roll an intelligence check for me too. Uh, 17. 17. So as you touch her and start putting the uh, Cure Wound spell um, into her, um, you you noticed immediately that she was probably the equivalent of one hit point left um, mm -hmm. when you guys got here. Um, so, um, yeah, you, you pretty much uh, saved her life by getting out here so quickly. Um, so you heal her up. She's still... You know, very wary, probably is just going to follow you guys. Doesn't look like she doesn't have a weapon or anything and doesn't look like she would be much use in a fight. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe her presence would scare off anybody nearby. Mm -hmm. You would hope. She goes, all right. Um, yeah, let's head back. And um, so you guys turn around and... Um, I'm going to need um, everybody to roll stealth checks. Ooh, I'm going to cast Pass Out a Trace on us. Okay. Um, that's not too late. You guys all have a plus 10 to your um, stealth checks. Okay. Plus 10. Oh, thank God I did that. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, to do so that gives us a plus 10, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. 37. I'm at 18. Uh, Astaroth's at 14. And then Zakar's at 13. 40. <laughs> 32. Jesus. So, so Bort, uh, Fred, and uh, uh, Pizza Tacos are basically ghosts. Um, sort of carries the rest of you a little bit. Um, as you start walking along, um, not a whole... It's not a complete um, outside of them, um, a complete like you're not making no noise. Um, so as you are walking, you do start hear some growling coming from the edges of the uh, forest, but they are not coming in your direction. They just hear noise. They just don't know where it's coming from. As you're walking <laughs> through, the click clank of armor um, is is sort of echoing in the forest, but they aren't intelligent enough to locate it. And with those stealth rolls. <laughs> so, um, so you guys walk a little bit further. Um, you get about uh, two hours, uh, about halfway back, and then, uh, yeah, just uh, roll stealth checks again. How long does Pass Without a Trace last? Uh, one hour. All right, so you'll have to cast it again. If you okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to cast it again. So Astrot rolled a 14 and Dakar rolled a 28. Okay. 42. 26. 26. <laughs> 26. Rolled an 18 again. How is Bort so sneaky? <laughs> I don't you know. know. <laughs> I don't have I heavy armor on. Yeah, I still. Armor. I don't have any. My my shell is my armor. I have a plus four to my uh, to my stealth uh, to my stealth rolls. 
plus okay. the 10. I rolled a 12. Yeah. I have a zero, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, again, still hearing some roaring out there, but uh, no, you haven't caught anybody's attention, and you safely make it the uh, final two hours back nice. um, to the town. And you walk yeah. in, and the half the town that sees you come in sort of all comes and surrounds you and celebrating. Um, you can tell that Dawn Mind is a very popular um, figure around here. Are they, are they chanting cop out? Cop out, cop <laughs> out, cop out. No, they're just more focused on her. They're, oh, okay. And they, they are thanking you, you know, uh, you know, and uh, as you guys walk along, basically it's a sort of a, a hero's welcome for you guys as you make it back into town. Um, and as you make it closer to Brightheart's tent, um, you see that uh, as she comes out, they scatter a little bit. Um, and she goes, Ah, don't mind. Uh, did you happen to bring anyone back with you? And she goes, No, everyone died. Uh, but they, they were able to save me. And she looks, she's like, well, thank you guys. Thank you. Um, you don't know how much this means to me um, to have her back here. Uh, so if you want to join me in the tent, I will fill in any information um, that you may need um, about where to go and all that. And make sure you bring that moonlighting map with you. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you guys head inside. And she goes, she's like, all right, so what I got from the final communication uh, from the last search party, um, which someone discovered um, uh, on the other side of the river uh, here, is that um, the, the artifact is in a crash site, sort of, about uh, a day and a half travel north of here. Um which is uh, that thing marked on your map as crash site. They wouldn't have the name of the crash site on the map. Um, so just let's play it that it doesn't say what it is. Um, it just says crash site on the map. What do you mean have. by crash site? Um, it just looks like a bunch of, um, you know, rocks were thrown around. There's craters. Um, it looks like something crashed into that land there. Okay. So now, but now there's the Magma River is there. How yeah. do we get over? <laughs> the Magma River. <laughs> oh, right. I'm You're just... not fireproof. Over. How do we get over there? Yeah. I, yeah, so, I never so, said that. So Fred's like, said... yeah. What? You guys haven't had to go through Magma Rivers before? All no. this time. <laughs> no, I, I mostly deal with like water. How wide is it? Um, uh, yeah, we, we've built bridges over there, oh, so you perfect. guys should be oh. fine. How well oh, did you build so. those bridges? <laughs> well, they can fit yetis across, so I think you guys should be fine. Okay. Well, I guess that wraps everything and, in a nice little she package. Sort of, she sort of elbows, uh, up board and goes, unless if you eat a little too much, right, turtle? I don't get it. <laughs> I'm very svelte from my kind, all right? Wow. <laughs> I have a weight problem. I'm like being called fat. And then she goes, um, yeah, so the, uh, so, um, 
anybody um is anybody proficient in history or religion? I think I'm proficient in history. I am proficient in religion. All right, so two of you roll. I have half proficiency in both. Yeah, pizza tacos can basically yes. roll for everything at this point. Oh, 17 for religion. Eight for history. <laughs> Once again, <it's> <laughs> it never fails. So what you get, pizza tacos? An eight. Eight. All right, so um, as you hear the word crash site, uh, Tiresias, um, with a 17, um, you're... You know of in the history books that you read because um, Assyria, where um, Vasselheim is located, where you trained um, with the Platinum Sanctuary, um, that there was a an ancient civilization uh, known as Aeor. Um, and the rumor with Aeor is that it wasn't as... Um, it, it was rumored that they were very technologically advanced. Um, but not much is known. It's like basically they've been wiped off the history books. It's just a brief mention from a, a history of the time before the calamity book that you had read um, back in the uh, back in your class like learning days. Okay. Yeah. So, and um, she goes. Well, you guys just head up there. Um, like I said, it's a it's a giant circular metal piece, um, and it should have a rod attached to it. Um, there, so um, I, I guess it would be pretty easy to find. The only other thing in this letter, and this is very generic, but maybe it makes more sense when you guys get there. It just says that it's inside a giant white building. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I, yeah, that's it. Doesn't give any more detail than that. Okay. So, um, yeah, and uh, uh, so you guys goes. Uh, feel free if you guys want to stay the night um, here um, before you head on out. Um, you know, you can get plenty of food, um, and then I'm sure uh, moonlighting will let you crash at their hut um, if need be. That, that sounds, sounds like good. a plan to me. So uh, you guys gather in Moonlighting's house. Um, would you would you like to discuss anything with each other before going to bed? Um, does anyone want to talk? <laughs> I'm all ears. I'm cold. Me too. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Cold. By the way, Tiresias, you got your stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not so bad. You're not cold. It's really well done. It fits you perfectly. Amazing how that works. Do, uh, hey, uh, pizza tacos. What's up? Did you, do you have any way to maybe communicate with your, uh, your lady love? Maybe see if she's all right. Let me see. Uh, I can. That's a good, I good can try point to. there, like, uh, turtle guy. Like right before we go to bed that way. You don't waste the spell slot. What's a spell slot? Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey. hey. I hit the are you box. hungry? Are you okay? <laughs> uh, I am kind of hungry, actually. In real life and in game. Moonlighting, right. do you have any uh, lettuce or anything? Carrots. Carrots? I'm sorry. I'm Today we want carrots. carrots. Yeah, sure. And uh, she brings out these, like, uh, like, 
brownish carrots, uh, probably better known as cave carrots, sort of, that they mm. found around there. My it's not the orange favorite. I, I start to munch. I use a sending spell to send a message to... What's her? Ariel? Yeah. Try back so, um, so, what do you names. say? I said, hey, we're in some crazy <laughs> islands <laughs> where it's cold. How are you? We're coming to get you. Okay, I want to check something real fast. Um, before I go into the next part of this. Maybe the lines are tied. A lot of okay. communications going back and forth. Not good reception up here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Um, so, uh, pizza tacos. Uh, roll a d20. If you, if you, uh, yeah, just roll a d20. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, straight to uh, 11. Okay. Um, so, uh, it goes through, uh, but it's kind of crackling a little bit. And she goes, um, you hear some, uh, you know, she's sort of heavy breathing um, and goes, oh, you guys are alive. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know how to tell you to get here, but uh, I'm good. Love you. That's cute. <laughs> I'm just going to send one more to her. Okay. Roll a 20 again. be like, where is here? <laughs> you want me to roll another d20? Yep. 14. Okay. So it goes through and she goes, ah, well, I think I'm in Cana. I'm not sure. Um, we're, um, I'm being held somewhere probably. I, my estimate would be I'm either on the 7th or 8th circle. I can't really tell out these windows. Seventh or eighth circle. Okay. If windows in hell? <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yes, they have windows in hell. So... <laughs> um, yeah. So if you notice the um, the one part of that spell there is the reason I had you roll in the twenties. Uh... The. You can send across distances other planes, but okay. if the target is on a different plane than you, there's a five percent chance the message doesn't arrive. Okay. So essentially, if you roll the one, gotcha. You know. So going forward, that's the order of business as long as you're on the material plane. Okay. So uh, seventh or eighth level, she said. Yep. Yep. She can't really tell um, from the window <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> to the wall. The wall. <laughs> Did uh, did she respond? Yeah. So she's good. Uh, she might be on the seventh or eighth level of hell. She said. Thanks. Okay. Well, we're coming. Tell tell her we're coming. Uh, I, I already I already told her. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know if she could still hear. We're we're no, coming. That's not uh, how it works. Oh, okay. Right. But, but you know that we're coming. We're good. Yeah. I I looked at Fred like seventh or eighth level. What does that mean to you? It's Fred the... there. What? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Uh, seventh or eighth level of hell. What does that mean to you? Um, so seventh level of hell is where Beelzebub is. Eighth level of hell is where Mephistopheles is. 
All right. Well, she's in the eighth level. That's that's her dad, right? Yeah. From what I remember. That could be a good so, thing. Right. Well, yeah. If you I mean, dad. she's still alive, so that's good thing number one. So Hudijin is um, second in command of the eighth level of hell, and so if she's there, then she could be uh, imprisoned, which is bad. And he is in league with Beelzebub, who rules the seventh level of hell. So if she's there, then that's also bad. Okay. So, so what's worse, would you say? I don't think it matters. Okay. Pick your like poison. At, at like, yeah, it's kind of six and one, half a dozen in the other. So now, yeah. so her dad is the ruler of one level. Mm-hmm. Now, if they got, if he got word that she's being held captive in another level... Don't you think he could, like, marshal the forces or something like that and go get him? We'll go so, get her. But it'd be even crazier if she was held prisoner on his own level. So Tribeca is the, um, was, or, um, Mephistopheles made a contract with Beelzebub that, uh, Tribeca slash Ariel would marry Beelzebub. That means that if, um, she... Or if that contract is broken, then Beelzebub's thing is that he uh, gets the soul of anybody who breaks a contract with him. Mm-hmm. So Hudijin is in league with Beelzebub, and they want that contract to be broken. That means that they, they don't want... want Ariel to marry Beelzebub. Because they so want Mes- probably... Mephistopheles' soul. Yes. Okay. Well, it sounds terrible, all as you yeah. mentioned. Right, that that would put a damper in your plans to probably get with her, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten with her, but for her to not die. Well, yeah, like in the marital sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure you want to marry this little lady. Hey, you know, we're not there yet, but like this sounds like more than anything, this is going to cause inter layers of hell incident that we don't really want to have happen because it seems like it would still affect us regardless outer hell sorry fred outer heaven outer heaven outer heaven heaven. (laughs) yeah um so i think right so thinking this through beelzebub doesn't want his marriage with ariel to go through which means that she's probably being held on the eighth level, because then um, Beelzebub can be like, "Oh no, she's imprisoned. I can't find her." Sure. So he's gonna try and turn the old switcheroo on Mephistopheles. Be like, "Hey, I didn't know anything about this because it's not his level of help." This is like some Game of Thrones shit that we're yeah. we're talking about here. What's that? Or- it's a book that hasn't been finished being written yet. <laughs> I know that might be the best answer. <laughs> um, a buddy of mine is writing it right now. <laughs> you don't think I can't read? I mean, come on. Just never saw you do it before. Well, we haven't been in each other's company for very long. That's true. All right. So, um, guys, uh, go to bed. Um, get a, you know, restful night's sleep. So take long rest, everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, you awake. 
Um, and as you guys get ready, you eat some more. Basically, the only meal here is yeah, vegetables or mammoth. So you sort of chow down on what's there. And um, as you're heading out um, uh, to get ready to leave, uh, uh, Brightheart stops you and goes, Before you go, um, and she's like, uh, I got one more favor to ask on your way back afterwards um if you would mind coming back um uh there are two um legendary mammoth um between here and where you're going if you can bring me back their pelts um you know i will be forever in your debt but we also have um and she uh says i can give you these uh these goggles that we had found um in our travels around the island. What do these goggles do? Um, uh, do you want to check them out? Uh, I guess I'm using an identify spell. Yeah, if you want to yeah, understand first level. what they are. How many goggles are there? Just one. Okay. Yes. I use an identify spell. Okay. Alright, so let me pull it out here. And see goggles, people. <laughs> um, I believe that is it. Yeah, so these are um uh they're leather framed goggles with uh purple crystals. Um when you're wearing the goggles, you have advantage on arcana checks, um, made to reveal information about a creature or an object you see. Um, in addition, if you want to, which doesn't seem like uh, you guys really need this part, but it's there if someone else besides Pizza Tacos wants it, um, you can cast the Identify spell using the goggles. Um, and you can do that once per day. Okay. Well, if we come across it, we'll definitely think about it. Okay. No problem. Yeah. I'm just How glad you we... guys brought Dawn Mine back. How do we know that they're what it legendary? Is that mm -hmm. what you said? How do we know are they just bigger than the other ones? Yes. Yes. They are okay. much larger. Um you you will you will know them when you see them. Okay. They're yeah, you you know, it's what? like uh just imagine that they uh how we're so big, you know, compared to you. That's how they are compared to the other mammoths. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Is there any way we could take these for a test drive while we're out? No, I uh, I will leave them here. <laughs> Simple no. What about collateral? If I put if I gave you collateral? No, no, we'll we'll. <laughs> I, they're they're good here. Just just a simple no. Huh? <laughs> Not uh. Not humoring me at all. Okay, fine. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you only fleece them for a ton of money. <laughs> maybe of maybe we'll see. The, maybe we'll see the mammoths. Maybe we'll, you know, kill innocent animals just for their pelts. Yeah, I was gonna say I wasn't a big fan of that. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> so we'll, so. It's a, it's like on the maybe pile. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you guys uh, head on out. Um, again, it's bl like blustery, like a mini blizzard. 
um, of snow going around on this uh, this tundra area here, basically windswept. And um, Tiresias is very warm in his new outfit, and the rest of you, um, you know, Brightheart hands you some extra clothes, and just in case if you guys did decide to go um, to the far north, um, uh, you are uh, sort of her ally now, so wanted to make sure you guys could make it back. Yay. So you head along um, uh, for the first... Uh, are you guys traveling regular speed, or are you going faster? We'll go regular, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you guys travel along, like I said, it's about um, probably about a two-day walk, roughly, um, uh, to get there. Um, for you guys, for Yetis, it would probably be a day and a half. Um, uh, so, uh, you go along, you get done the first day, um, about eight hours or eight to 12 hours in, um, you end up, uh, right outside the, um, as the, as the, uh, sun goes down and night falls, you are basically on the other side of the, uh, river there. So we cross the bridge. No, no, no. You're, you're on... The sanctuary side. Oh, you have not crossed okay. the bridge. But you can sort of see it off in the distance. It'd probably be a few more hours ride. Um, if you want to push it, um, you risk, uh, you know, uh, making yourselves more tired. Yeah, we're we're just push. walking, right? We're not. We yeah. Don't have, okay. Yeah, so you guys camp out here and then uh, pick it up in the morning? Sure. Sure. Is there any good place to, like, an alcove? To uh, duck under. Yeah, yeah. You're um, you, there's some rocks and stuff around here. Not so much anything that makes an alcove, but you can sort of get in between a couple of them and maybe be able to watch from both sides, not just be completely out in the open. Um, so you guys uh, set up a camp there. Um, whoever wants to set up the thing, just just for the hell of it, uh, give me a survival check. Just one of you. I will. I got a plus four. Oh, lucky. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Yeah, so you set it up perfectly that nothing is coming close to you um, without you guys being able to see it. Um, so you get a, a nice low fire going so it's not too much exposed. Um, and then, uh, so I'll... Um, just, I'll have three of you roll perception checks. We'll just quickly do the night thing. I'll roll one. I'm drawing, I'm withdrawing into my shell. Uh, 24. Okay. I'm gonna uh, do lucky, just because we're about to take a long rest. <laughs> 28. <Okay. laughs> um, uh, who's the third one? Uh, I'm guessing Jonathan's better than mine. I have a zero. <laughs> yeah, my perception. I can do it. I've also been forgetting that I have the minimum of a 10 thing for yeah. this as well. So, yeah, so it's, it's a 15. A yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so you guys, um, those of you that, that didn't roll above a 20, um, uh, the, which was, no, it's just just Jonathan, All right? No. Yeah. What did what'd you get, Zakara? Twenty-four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Jonathan, you 
during your your watch, um, you don't notice anything really occurring there. Just make sure the fire stays low. You've had to do this plenty of times before. Um, okay. Just keep keep an eye out. Make sure that you guys aren't seen much. But you don't notice anything, and your time goes past. Um, so our two um, elf um, people here who just trance for the most part instead <laughs> of sleep. Um, with your over 20 rolls, um, you notice that on the other side of the river, you're hearing these... Uh, giant um uh like i i'm not even going to try and make the noise but sort of like elephant noises <laughs> louder than you've ever heard and big mashing footsteps but like far in the distance over on the other side of the river okay so you know from your roles especially the 28 from pizza tacos um that they are around they are in this area if you wanted to search for them either now or on your way back Okay. Yep. So, uh, you guys get up next morning, you know, put out the fire, make sure, you know, Jonathan goes around and make sure there's no, I'm sorry, Fred goes around and make sure there's no, <laughs> like, signs of a camp here, just in case if you're followed, you know, <laughs> kind of the, the assassin's way of not being tracked. Um, and he, uh, he, you guys walk off and um, you get to the bridge and when you, you get to the bridge area, the first thing you notice is that even in this cold area, this area is extremely hot. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird uh, dichotomy between the coldness of the tundra and the hotness surrounding the general area of this river here. And as you're going across the bridge, you can look down and it's just a, um, you know, river of lava. Um, but it doesn't look like, um, like from a volcano where it would, you know, start uh, turning into rocks and stuff as it cools. It just is constantly hot. You know, there's there's no cooling process occurring here. Um, uh, roll an intelligence check for me, uh, uh, Fred. Okay. You'd be the only one that would know this. Interesting. So that was a saving throw, which I have proficiency with. So take out the... So it's actually just a... 21. Yeah. Only a 21. Only a 21. <laughs> so over 20 is good. Um, it was a lower DC for you than um, most. But uh, yeah, so immediately looking at this river, um, you notice it's very similar to the types of rivers that run through, you know, in Dis in the city of Brass. Like you don't have regular rivers. You have rivers similar to this that don't seem to cool. So you, you feel by the looks of the river that maybe if you guys searched all the way to the source, there may be a connection to that second level of hell. But you would have to follow the river to do so. And you don't right. know if what you'll run into going up that way. But in your head, you're sort of like, this kind of looks like home. Okay. You know? I convey that information. Yeah. What uh, do folks think? Do we want to try it? Uh, I mean, I know we have to find this guy. He supposedly has a that key that can get us into hell unnoticed. So maybe we should try to find him first. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's number one. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the river is a really good place to follow once we get it. Sure, sure. Agreed. Yeah. It's nice and warm there. Yeah. 
So as you guys uh, follow along, um, right at the end of your travels, so probably like 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, somewhere in there, um, you get to this, in this mountainous area, there is this giant sunken crater that you see. Um, there's pieces of uh, debris spread all over the place. There's some buildings around here, um, some broken apart. And um, as you enter through what would be the normal entrance uh, to the town, you see that there are these blue, like, bubble, like, in, uh, encapsulating bubbles sort of just pocketed throughout the area here. Um, so do you guys, um, they're like, you can see through them, the bubbles. They look like they have something inside of them. How big are they? Uh, they're about, um, I would say a good three, four hundred feet, oh, like around. Nice. Yeah. Looks like oh. a dome, pretty uh, much. Yeah, like a dome. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cast past without a trace on us just in case. Okay. So, um, as you guys head in, um, does anybody want to go investigate the uh, first bubble that you see over there? Um, I guess we probably want somebody with magic knowledge, because this feels like it's probably a magic thing. Well, yeah. If someone can go with me in case I don't... Say? I'm not super stealthy. Well, we all probably have to stick within, what, 30 feet of me? 60 yeah. feet? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 30 feet. Yeah. So are we all going to check? Sure. But I can, investig- I can, I can investigate it. All right, then, yeah. Yeah, as you guys approach it, um, so roll, um, roll an investigation, and uh, you, if Arcana's better, you can roll that, but if whichever one's better. They're both the same for me. 24. 24. Um, so we'll take that as Arcana, just so you get the little extra information. Um, okay. the same. So you walk up to the blue bubble, and um, the first thing you notice is that immediately the magic radiating off of it, um, you know that this is some kind of stasis bubble, but you've never seen this type of magic before. Um, it feels like something you would, like, uh, uh, you would probably know from, you know, your natural inclination to magic like a, a an aura of like invulnerability sort of thing mm-hmm. um, but this is different um, and you notice that as soon as you get up and look inside um, you see that inside the dome um, nothing is moving everything that's inside is just in place um, and you see that there is a half of a house um, that is made of a um, and you see where the bubble cuts off that there's all rubble and stuff um, that is made of the same red stone-like material. It's a sort of thing you've never um, seen before. And um, uh, there is a family inside. Um, they are sitting around a, uh, a table with a white cloth over it. Um, and they are holding hands um, with their heads bowed. Um, the older man um, is wearing like a strange coat sort of thing. It's like you know, it's shorter than a cloak normally would be. Has like some buttons in the front, and um, he has a shirt, um, which is like, you you know, it's usually like an undershirt type of thing that you see that you would normally wear under your armor. 
um, and a uh, piece of cloth sort of coming from his neck and hanging down. Um, and then he is wearing these um, like black um, like uh, pants um, on there as well. Um, and there is a uh, older female um, next to him wearing a dress that is definitely made of too thin of a material than for the area that you're in, um, especially for Isocross. Um, it has some flower print on it, um, some straps over her shoulders, and her arms are exposed. Um, and with them are two younger humans. Um, there's a, a female wearing um, just that undershirt um, thing again, but this time with no buttons on it. Um, and she has no armor over it, but there's something printed on that um, undershirt. Um, and she's got these strange blue pants on. Um, and the uh, male sitting next to her is wearing uh, the same pants. Um, but he has this weird, like, thick-looking cloak thing on that is red, and the sleeves are white. Um, and there's a giant white A on the left side of the jacket, and they are all sitting there. Um, and in what you would assume, being a druid, is it looks like they're in some kind of prayer circle. Okay. Uh. <laughs> and when you go to touch the bubble, it is solid. You can't okay. go in. So I'll, I'll convey that to everyone because that was a lot of information. Um, I'll let them know that the bubble, it seems like there's some kind of stasis magic, but I've never seen it before. Um, and there's a human family inside and it looks like they're dressed for warm weather. So, and they're not moving. I don't know. I don't know what is going on here. They're in some kind of prayer circle inside. It's very strange. I've never seen this before. Maybe they're the ones keeping the bubble going. Possibly. Yeah. If this were to break, they would probably freeze to death pretty quickly. Oh, so it's more of a protect, like they're protecting themselves from the cold or they? they... I don't know. It could be. I'm going to knock on the bubble. <laughs> I want to see if yeah, I can yes, get their it attention. It just knocks. Nothing moves. Do they hear? They're not moving. No, no nothing moves. It just, oh, it's just okay. a solid It's like they're frozen thing. in time. Uh, oh, I, okay. Gotcha. That makes uh, more sense now. You think we can move the bubbles? It's pretty big. I mean, I, I'm strong, and I don't think I can move this. I, I'll try to push it. Try. Careful, careful. I'm gonna go into a rage push. and try to no. push it. No, no, no. You push it, I... nothing happens. You hit it, push it, <laughs> nothing. Um, yeah. As Zakara said, this is unlike any magic she's ever seen before. I guess let's look at the others. Yeah. yeah. So you head on down. Uh, roll again, Takara. Ooh, the same thing. Twenty-four. So this one's a slightly smaller bubble, but it's still, you know, pretty large. Um, it shows uh, two humans uh, dressed in blue, as blue shirts and pants on, um, and a blue cap. Um, they have a bunch of patches on their shirts and. Um, uh, the one on the left has a whistle in its mouth and seems to be directing people to get down. Um, but they are frozen in place, as you noticed in the other family. Still, so same thing, solid, you know, unmoving. Hmm. Oh. This one, it kind of looks like they're in some kind of crisis. But again, they're not moving. It's like they're frozen in time, too. Can I... I'm going to use a sending spell to send to that the one that looks like a traffic cop from what I understand from your 
description. I uh, got. So, and I'm just gonna say, hey, are you okay? What's going on out here? Yeah. So, and you get no response. Okay. Yeah, and then you move on. Third bubble, um, roll again. Sakara? Uh, 16. 16? Yeah, yeah, DCs were 15 on all these, so good job. Um, so you get to the third bubble, and this one shows it's like a half of a building again. It looks like the cloaks, they just were, or the, the, um, the domes were just sort of meant to, you know, protect the people, not so much worried about the buildings. Um, so it, again, it's like half of a building is like cut off, but there's these three uh, humans in white cloaks, um, they're looking like overcoats sort of thing. Um, and they appear to be casting a spell, um, or the hand movements you would think like finished casting a spell. Um, and behind them, you see a, um, a blueprint, um, that shows something that looks very similar to that crystal that's inside Alawak. Oh boy. Well, there's more people in here praying. Uh, it looks like they're focusing on the crystal we saw back in the village. Oh, the one in the giant body? Yeah. Oh, I wonder... The two are definitely related now. Yeah. Do you think the yetis are, like, trapping the people here? I don't... I wouldn't think they would be. Well, they I... seem very nice, but... I don't know. I, mean, I don't know them... that they know that this exists. None of them are dressed for this weather, right? So it seems like they were probably transported here while they were in stasis. Right. Yes. Also, we should refer to these as snow globes. Snow globes. There you go. <laughs> so, um, Tiresias, roll, um, roll a religion check for me again. Perfect. Um, so you're starting to remember some of the little details um, about uh, Aeor that you read about. Um, Aeor, with being a, uh, a technological, you know, um, advanced society. Um, they, wait, I gotta find it here. You. Um, uh, you remember something that you just disregarded because it couldn't be true. Um, that they, the, the city used to be a floating city um, that just traveled all through Exandria, just sort of moving around. Um, uh, and it, um, it disappeared around the time of the Calamity. Um, and the legend that you read um, speaks that the, uh, they had developed technology so good and so um, you know, advanced that the, uh, both the betrayer gods and the prime deities both wanted to get rid of the town. Um, so there's no record of how they took it down or what took it down. Um, but you do know the last writing of anything you read said that Aeor was uh, able to create weapons that protected and help it fight deities. Um, okay. But anything else about it, is, it seems like, you know, that that's all that you remember from reading in your books. So, so essentially, you, your thoughts would be that they would probably have been here a while. It seems these folks would have probably been here. 
I don't yeah, think been, that they're being held captive. Yeah, it's been 800 years since the calamity. So they've been here this whole time, just stuck. Wow, that's horrible. How do do you think we have to break that crystal to free him? I don't know. I mean, in this last bubble, they have like a, a blueprint to a crystal. So maybe they built the crystal and maybe it was taken away and that's why they're frozen. I don't know. Well, the Yetis were talking about how they would be hunted. Like maybe they used the the crystal against them. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're currently being hunted, though. Is by it? different oh, okay. people. Or I thought maybe these the were some folk. of the people hunting. No, I mean, from Tiresias' story, it sounds like they're, they've are they been here for, like, what did you say, Tiresias? 800 years? Yep. Probably about close to that. Mm. That's a long time to stay still. Yeah. I wonder how long the Yeti's leader has been. I don't dead. Know. The one with the crystal in him. Amarak? Amarak. Alawak. I don't know. Alawak. Alawak. <laughs> So as you guys continue down the street, you know, it's similar scenes and a bunch of the other um, bubbles. And then as you get to a center of a main, like looking like either road or something, um, you see in the back is a giant um, white building um, that has the word laboratory written on top of it with some of the letters falling off, like broken off a little bit. But you can make out the words. Um and the the white of the building looks to be like these uh, slate-like things that are um, that are horizontal and go across the span of each side of the building. And there's multiples of them going up and down the building. And there are doors and windows. And on the left side of the um, there's a bubble right directly to the left of the building that hasn't damaged the building. Um, and in there, you see a couple more of those lab coat guys running towards what looks like to be a, a metal-covered wagon um, uh, that has um, wood panels on the sides and back. Uh, that's the white building that they talked about. Yeah, supposedly there's someone in there that has the, the key that we need. I wonder if they're frozen in time, too. I hope not. That would be a problem. Uh, so, is anyone around the white building? or uh, No. Outside of the people in that bubble to the left, no. Right, yeah, there's like no creatures or anything? No, not, you, that's the odd thing. You really haven't heard um, much nature sounds around here. Okay. And you said the bubble was solid, right? When we touched it? Yeah. Okay, uh, should we Let's, proceed? Yeah. yeah. How long so, has it been since Pass Without a Trace? Um, you, you're still within the hour. Okay. You guys are good. Roll stealth checks for me as you approach the building. Twenty-six. Thirty-six. Do we still have... Oh, we have Pass Without Trace, 33. Yeah. Yeah. 16. Um, Astra and I both rolled a 24. Uh, 22, sorry. Yeah, so... As you guys get up there, nobody um, really notices you. Um, uh, you get to the building, and when you look inside, um, the door still seems like it works. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like it crashed in or anything. 
Um, you peek inside a little bit, and what you see inside um, is a um, a room set up uh, like any no room you've ever seen before. Um, there's furniture and these um, metal like just the metal part of like a, a a rectangle sort of thing over top of all this stuff, um, like this furniture and. And it looks like a like a bar counter is sort of there with some broken chairs behind it. Um, and you guys look inside, and um, you see um, what looks like a um, uh, uh, looks like an entryway uh, down um, into um, like a, a bottom level. Um, and roll an investigation check, whoever wants to, or with advantage if somebody wants to help. Um, I can do it. Okay. I'll help. Yep, so roll with advantage. Fred. Okay. Yeah, so that 22 is fine. You find uh, a letter right at the front door uh, to there, and it's like half written, um, like the person, something happened to them right at the end, and the top part of it... Um, in sort of the same childlike script as the map that you have. And it basically says, um, item is inside. Um, we, we are going to go in and get it. Um, period. Have, have to figure out, um, how to get past. And then it sort of scribbles off there. Okay. Yeah. So, and, uh, as you convey that on uh, to everyone, um, that is where we'll end the episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.